You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox. I uh, did not expect this to turn into a Chandler Morris extravaganza today, but some news came out and I actually was able to get um, some conversations going with a couple different people on the Big 12 channel and the Locked On Network that I think were good to hear from. So Lincoln Riley was asked today about the Chandler Morris situation, and he dug his heels in. Um, you know, he said, hey, I have a rule about inter-conference transfers that they need to sit out a year. That should be a consequence um, for transferring within the conference. And I feel like if you don't kind of adhere to that, then it's a slippery slope for college football. Obviously, TCU fans are upset. I understand why. There is some hypocrisy here. Uh, You know, Lincoln Riley has obviously benefited from transfer quarterbacks in the past. Now, Baker Mayfield was within the conference. He did lose a year of eligibility and sit. So he kind of went through this. And, I mean, ultimately, I think this is kind of petty. This is being paranoid. It's not a great look for him when the this tide is kind of changing in college football. But I wanted to get some different perspectives. So first, you're going to hear from John Williams from Locked On Sooners. Here's John talking about the Chandler Moore saga and kind of where we are. Uh, he spoke with me Wednesday afternoon on Locked On Horn Frogs. Back here on Locked On Horn Frogs, and I uh, got a special guest with me, John Williams, who does a great job with Locked On Sooners. Him and David Walker put out great content every single day, and uh, we got some some spring football beef, I, I guess you could say, John, between these two coaches. Uh, Gary Patterson Monday was asked about you know Chandler Morris, and uh, he kind of made it a point to say, well, he he hasn't been released yet. And then Lincoln Riley uh, responded today, and I'll I'll read his quote exactly from. Jason Kersey, the athletic, so I'm not um, missing anything here. But, you know, essentially he said he has a belief um, that within the conference there should be some sort of consequence. Uh, The quote was, Lincoln Riley says his opposition to Chandler Morris's immediate eligibility at TCU is about a core belief that you shouldn't be able to transfer interconference without any kind of penalty. He said it's bad for the game. So, John, what do you make of this? I I know – I can't remember the details exactly, but I feel like there was a similar situation with Austin Kendall in the past. Uh, kind of what do you make of, of this brief saga so far? Yeah, so, I mean, this is consistent with what Lincoln Riley has done with Austin Kendall. Uh, when he transferred to West Virginia, he also didn't give him a waiver to you know, become immediately eligible to play for them. And so, it, you know, it's, he's being consistent, at least, in his kind of value system as far as transfers go. And I know people talk a lot about well, he's been a beneficiary of transfer quarterbacks, and that's true. However, I think we're forgetting some of the history there where Baker Mayfield and Oklahoma filed for an eligibility waiver, and it was denied by the Big 12 and by Cliff Kingsbury, with, which was well within his right to do so. And then, you know, uh, Kyler Murray transferring from Texas A&M also had to sit out a year. And then you know, Jalen Hurts got immediate eligibility because he was a grad transfer, which has different uh, different rules and responsibilities. And so, uh, you know, I get it, and I get, you know, why people are upset and, um, you know, think this is Lincoln being a little bit petty, but we talked about it on the podcast a little bit, but there's several layers that go into this and in that, you know, they spent a year developing, working with Chandler Morris to make him a better quarterback, and now they're not really going to get the benefit of that. Now, 
he wasn't going to play for them likely because Spencer Rattler is the starter. And they got Caleb Williams coming in after that. However, he's a valuable player on your team because he gives you valuable scout team reps that help to improve your defense. And so losing out on that is no small thing. Um, and then, you know, my partner, David Walker made a really good point in that this shouldn't be really a surprise for Chandler Morris in that, and because his father is a division one NCAA football coach. He's, he knows what the system is. He knows kind of what the expectations are. And when Chandler Morris signed with Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler had also signed. And so he knew coming into that, that 2020 uh, recruiting class and the 2020 season that Spencer Rattler was likely going to be the starter. I guess it was the 2019 recruiting class and the 2020 season. Um, and so, yeah, none of this really should be much of a surprise for Chandler Morris or for you know, Big 12 fans um, around, around the state of Texas or around TCU. And when, when Gary mentioned this, you know, he was answering a question, but I also, he knows what he's doing. Like he's essentially trying to put some public pressure on, on Lincoln to, to maybe make sure. a move. And there was a hashtag that got started uh, about freeing Chandler. So d- do you think that this, I don't know how many more times it gets brought up over the next few months, John, but do you feel like that public pressure affects his decision at all? Or, or do you think Lincoln's going to stand by this? Because he, de- I mean, he has said he's, um, given the rationale, and, and this is something he's done in the past, as you mentioned earlier. I don't think he budges off of this. And with as much uh, credibility as he's earned, and with Oklahoma, for the most part, carrying the Big 12 at the moment in football, I feel like he, he's going to be able to just kind of rest on that and say, hey, I, I can do what I want. I'm Lincoln Riley. Nobody's really going to be able to criticize me because – of the way we do things at Oklahoma and, you know, we continue to win football games and yeah, I mean, it, it does suck for Chandler Morris. And, and then I even made a, uh, a point on the, on our podcast today that, I mean, there's a double standard there for players and coaches. And I think that there should be a similar standard for coaches who want to leave a job and go to another job because the coaches are making a commitment to the kids as much as the kids are making a commitment to the school and to the coaches, as much as, we want to say that kids are making commitments to the schools. They're making commitments to coaches too. And if a coach wants to leave, I feel like there should be some sort of penalty for a coach leaving a job under contract for what might be considered a better job because they're leaving those kids that committed to them high and dry. And so, yeah, I mean, I get, I get that there's a a bit of frustration out there and I get it. And another thing I said on, on our podcast today was, this doesn't just have um, on the field consequences as well. This has recruiting consequences. If Chandler Morris is able to play this year in 2021, goes down there to TCU, lights it up. You know, it, supposing he wins the starting job from Max Duggan and lights it up, maybe there's a wide receiver that both OU and TCU are, are competing for in the 2021 recruiting class. And that guy is swayed by Chandler Morris's performance and decides to go to TCU. And so there's several layers to this that aren't just an on the field thing or aren't just a, you know, Chandler Morris wants to transfer. So Oklahoma should let him it, 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 it's a, it's competition, you know, at the same time, you know, these are two schools that are competing every single year in the big 12, not just on the field, but also for recruits in the state of Texas and the Dallas Fort Worth area, which is a recruiting hotbed. So there's a lot of things that play uh, in this discussion that are obviously on the field for Oklahoma on the practice field because they're they're losing the benefit of Chandler Morris's experience as a practice quarterback, and uh, but also the kind of how it plays out in the recruiting battle potentially as well. 
And finally, before you go, you touched on a little bit there, John, but what, what do you think TCU fans are getting in Chandler Morris besides kind of the athleticism, that dual threat factor? Uh, who is he as, as a player um, now coming in as uh, I guess this would be his, his junior year and how has he developed there at OU so far? Yeah. So he's a guy that has a lot of moxie. He, he's a prolific passer, but he also has the legs to beat you, you know, mm-hmm. scrambling the ball, um, running the read option. We saw Lincoln Riley, kind of use that faux Spencer Rattler injury to insert uh, Chandler into the lineup last year where he used a, a read option and scored on a, a goal line touchdown. And so he's got some of those, you know, athletic traits and, um, you know, the, the passing ability is there. He's a smart, smart player, uh, you know, obviously coach kid, which is going to allow him to be an asset in the quarterback room, even if he's not eligible to play or practice he'll be an asset to TCU in the fall, in spring, just helping getting Max Duggan ready, just having another really, really good mind in the quarterback room. And I think that'll that'll help TCU this year, even if he's not eligible to play, it'll help him and help them to just be a better offense moving forward. And you know, when, when they match up with OU, he's going to have some tricks and trades to, to pass along to Gary Patterson with you know potentially how to slow them down a little bit more. Is John Williams. You can find him on Twitter at John9Williams. You can also find the podcast at Locked On Sooners on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. And it's a great pod. If you want to check out another Big 12 daily podcast that's putting out uh, you know, good content all the time, uh, give Locked On Sooners a listen. We'll be right back after this. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So that's John Williams from Locked On Sooners. He does a great job covering OU. We'll come back and we'll get Josh Neighbors' perspective on this. I had a conversation with him about this situation on the Locked On Big 12 podcast. That is coming up next. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. I am clueless about cars. I don't you know, make any bones about it. I'm not going to lie about it. It's not something that I'm necessarily proud of, but it's just the reality. And the thing I love about Rock Auto is even someone that doesn't understand you know, some of the processes and um, the issues with vehicles can go to Rock Auto and I can find the part I need. I can find what I need for my make and model. There are more makes and models than ever before, so if you're kind of a novice like me, Rock Auto is the best place to go. But Rock Auto is also great if you're a do-it-yourselfer, if you're a mechanic, um, a professional, anyone can use Rock Auto. Reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Uh, They have a very expansive inventory. And you'll find exactly what you need at rockauto.com. They have a how'd you hear about us section. Click on the locked on uh, option when you go to that. Rockauto.com. Take care of your vehicle today. Back on Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I want to let you now hear from Josh Neighbors from the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Here's uh, me and him just kind of chopping it up about the Chandler Moore situation and Lincoln Riley and how he's handling this. Here's Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12. You and I were talking before we came on, and you were saying, yeah, I mean, I just assumed he was good to go. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Oklahoma's still blocking him. Right. Well, th- first of all, thanks for having me on, Josh. And uh, when people see the Locked On Horn Frogs hostess here, they know it's not a basketball conversation. But uh, I'm glad we're talking some football now in March with, with spring football starting. So basically, as everybody knows, Chandler Morris sees that, hey, I'm not going to get playing time at OU. I'm going to move. I was sort of surprised he came to TCU just kind of given where Max Duggan is. But I 
my my read on it is they told him he'd at least have a chance to compete. And I mean, TCU fans were excited. There's a lot of discussion about could he actually push Max in the spring and into the fall. And I wasn't even really considering uh, the, the possibility of OU kind of throwing a wrench in this. I thought the big question was going to be what the NCAA was going to do uh, maybe later this summer with the one-time transfer rule. But on Monday, Gary Patterson was doing media availability, and they said, hey, how's Chandler Morris doing? And he said, well, I mean, you know, he's he's not been released yet. So um, we, we can't really uh, see where he is on the depth chart because he's not technically eligible. Um, so it's, it's a curious situation. Lincoln Riley was asked about it today, and he – stood by it he said hey this is this is my stance this is what i believe that if you transfer within the conference um you have to sit out a year so we're kind of at a stalemate now obviously gary's put some public pressure on lincoln to reverse course and that initially has not worked uh we'll see where it goes but i think it, it it's really a tough situation for chandler because um if he does have to sit a year, then obviously Max Duggan, assuming he plays okay, will be a three-year full-time starter, basically, going into the next offseason. And unless something crazy happens, he's not going to be in the NFL draft next year. So he'll be back for another go-around. Does Chandler get a chance to compete with him in that camp? Maybe, but um, at that point, you have a pretty established guy in that room already. So... Uh, a lot of implications to this for sure. So I'm going to read you here what Lincoln Riley said. He says, quote, this particular situation for us is about something that we believe in. Myself, the leadership here at OU, we think it's unhealthy for college football to encourage interconference transfers, end quote. And he says, quote, that doesn't mean we are against transfers to any other institution that they want. I mean, you know, that that reads pretty obvious what that means. The rule obviously has been changed, and I think it was a good rule to change. And now players have the ability and freedom, as they should, to be able to go to any school they want. But I do think the interconference can uh, can complicate things. Coaches understand the big picture. That's going to bring a lot of negatives that we don't want into this game. That's been something we've been adamantly opposed to for a long time, end quote. All right, so I have a couple problems with this here. Number one. Uh, Gay Biker, who I work with, played center at OU, works for SiriusXM, Big 12 Today, made a good point, and he said it like this. The tide is going one way, mm-hmm. and Lincoln Riley is going the other. Mm-hmm. So the, the tide, and I think it already is, is applies in the ACC. I, I think it's going to come in the SEC. Um, and I think it comes to the Big 12 and Pac-12. It hasn't already there. I'm not 100% sure. I think the idea that guys trans- can transfer within conference is going to become a thing. Now, maybe in the Big Ten, it feels a bit more close, right? Because there's a guarantee that you're going to play somebody every single time, right? You know, if, if a guy transfers from Wake Forest to Virginia Tech, there's no guarantee that you're going to see them every single year, right? Uh, Wake sure. Forest to North Carolina, even though they're rivals, they are not in the same division. Well, they, they typically do play every single year. But you know what I mean, right? You know, if, yeah. if you transfer one of those schools, you know, Rutgers to wherever else across the conference, there's no guarantee that you play them all the time. So... I think in this conference, the Big Ten, that might be why it's a bit different because you're guaranteed to play against them, right? You know, that, that's kind of what yeah. can hold somebody back. But, I mean, look, we've seen it. You know, Mike Anderson left uh, Missouri to go to Arkansas and didn't, didn't tell anybody, right? These, these coaches have the ability to 
with impunity and you know the, the, the place to to hire and fire them. So if these kids who are unpaid labor and please, I hate it. You ever make the unpaid labor argument and people are like, well, they're getting something. Scholarship, yeah. Oh my God. Spa- been, yeah. Spare me. Spare me. You have student loans. Like, yeah, okay. They're, they're not seeing me. I'm not, so uh, I'm not sure you saw this today. You kind of sidetrack here. Abilene Christian, did you see how much money that the president said they made from that win against Texas? No, I didn't. $120 million. My goodness. And I had a friend who quote tweeted and said, and the kids see how much. Right. So, right. so that, that's what I'm saying. So they're unpaid labor, but, you know, and, and, uh, you know, these kids can't go wherever they want to, right? But the mm-hmm. coaches can, and, and we can, you know, and coaches they commit to can be fired, you know, whatever. So I, I think the tide is going more towards pro player and allowing them to, to have this. I think Lincoln Riley is in a is in a weird spot here. What do you think? It's a weird hill to die on. I mean, it, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, if this is your rule, fine. I mean, you ha- it's a loophole. You want to exploit it. I get it. Competition. You got to play this team every year. You don't want him going over and giving Gary all the secrets to the offense, et cetera. I I understand. All that being said, as you laid out, I mean, I I keep hearing this refrain. We talk about the transfer portal. I don't want to see free agency in college football. It's here. It's already here. Like we're, we're there. And the bottom line is the transfer portal, like a lot of other things, a lot of people are in it. And only a few people are going to find spots like this idea that, oh, so-and-so is quitting because they don't want to compete with Spencer Rattler. Well, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the transfer portal right now. And I don't know how many of them are going to get picked up by power five schools. Like there's still a supply and demand here and some hard lessons that can be learned. But I don't, I don't really get why he's digging his heels in on this one. He has a right to do so. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, not it's it's a joke, but what are you scared of? I mean, you've owned you've owned this league for a long time, and I understand the fact that you feel like you've started to develop this guy, and now you're giving him to another um, team. But I mean, that's that's the product of getting another five star quarterback. Well, in on you, you know, you know, you're making a, a point too. Is that OU is a place that would probably benefit from this rule. Yeah. More than yeah. they would more than they would. I mean, it would hurt them, right? Uh, yeah. you know, think about a guy like a Puka Williams at a KU, right? If Puka yeah. has one great season, why would you not go to say, hey, you want you want to run up behind a better offensive line? And sure, they might lose some guys, but the guys who lose in Oklahoma weren't good enough to play for you. No, yeah. The, the most valid argument for not doing this is the problem of group of five schools becoming a farm system for the power right. five right or schools like tcu becoming you know and that's already team. happened in basketball that's all in basketball yeah, right now is. the group it of five gets absolutely pillaged every sure. single year i mean i don't know if tcu's got any but you can find guys i mean baylor for it's a great example right mm-hmm. davion mitchell Teague and Mitchell, I believe, are both guys. Well, Teague was where? I always forget. Teague was at UNC Asheville. Was he UNC Asheville? That's right. He was UNC Asheville. Uh, Davion was Auburn. And then they also got Flagler from Presbyterian. Now, he had a city year. Yes. But, yeah, the best schools are doing it. I mean, that's how it works. They they come in. You you play for a season at wherever. And then if you're good, you get freshman of the year. You go go somewhere else. It's kind of how this is. But, yeah, you're right. Oklahoma – 
will benefit from it. And I mean, I understand Baker Mayfield did sit a year, but they they played the transfer quarterback game better than anybody. Uh, they brought in Jalen Hurts. They brought in Kyler Murray. They brought in Mayfield. The, the list goes on. So it's it, it certainly within his rights to do it. And I understand his rationale for it. I just, as you said, well, there, um, the, the times are changing. And why not position yourself as the guy who is pro player and wants to, you know, take in the, the next great transfer quarterback instead of blocking people that are leaving. But, well, and they just had Bookie Bradley Hiles leave and he went to, to Washington. And I mean, right. they had so many great things to say and the fans were saying, you know, we wish him the best. And, and Lincoln really stood up for him as well too, you know, mm-hmm. on the way out. And then now you have a situation here where it, the, the calculus has changed because it's a guy in the conference. So I think you're spot on about that point too. Well, and it makes me think, Josh, too, is, is this personal? And we don't know, but, like, is, right. is there something Chandler did on his way out that rubbed them the wrong way? Did they feel like TCU was maybe having some communication with them before, you know, it was permissible to? I mean, they just pulled like, they just pulled five Tennessee players or however many it was. So, right. you know, that's that part. Now, you know, my point there being is, not saying you're wrong, but if he's holding a grudge for that, let's be honest and not act like Oklahoma's not doing the same thing, right? And sure, it should yeah. be. If, if, you know, that's how this game, like that's how this game is played. You know, the, the college recruiting, whether it be guys who are currently on a campus elsewhere or it's guys who are high school, it ain't clean game, right? So no, I mean, it's not. I, I think, I, I think you know the idea that, and I could definitely see that. I, I think there's going to be some hypocrisy as these as these rules change too. There are. And I mean, I'll, I'll say this too. Like, I don't exactly trust that Gary Patterson is Mr. Progressive on this. Either, yeah, right, you know? yes. I, I've heard him say things in the past. I believe actually last year in spring practice before the world shut down, the, the one-time transfer rule was starting to kind of come into vogue as something that could be a possibility. And they asked him about it because at the time he was like head of the AFCA coaches association and he, he said, hey, I mean, I don't want this to become the Wild West. There's a lot of uh, pitfalls to this that could come up. So I get why Oklahoma fans are like, well, if so-and-so did this, uh, you know, pick whoever on the TC roster, would uh, would it be the same? And I, I can't necessarily argue with that, but I think this is a, a systematic problem, obviously, but right now we're focused on this particular instance, and it I feel like it'd be in Lincoln's best interest to just kind of move on and, and let him do what he wants. That's Josh neighbors locked on big 12. Before we wrap things up, I want to tell you about built bar built bar is the most delicious protein bar on the planet. I love built bar. I tell you, I get boxes sent all the time. Uh, and I also buy some of my own. I recently ordered some coconut brownie built bars because that's my favorite flavor. I love it. You can go vote on your favorite flavor at BuiltBar.com or on the BuiltBar Twitter account. They're doing a Built Bar Madness tournament right now, a bracket ranking and seeding these different Built Bars. And, um, you know, if you don't know much about it, maybe you should just go there and see, hey, what flavor would I like? They have some great ones, German chocolate, cookies and cream, coconut brownie, um, lemon almond cheesecake, just about whatever you're interested in or what your taste is, you'll love with Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 and get 20% off your next order. 
Also, let's discuss betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts run by Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. It is the go-to place if you want to know how to place your bets, how to make some money in the world of sports betting. It's increasing. It's becoming an everyday thing now. Betonline.ag, get college basketball lines. Um, Major League Baseball starting up in about a week. Hockey underway. Uh, college football is coming quicker than we know it. Roddy and spring football. It's the perfect time to set up, set up and sign up with betonline.ag. Locked on Horn Frogs final segment. Just want to let you know before we go, I will have a friend of mine on tomorrow, Garrett Ross. He's coming on Friday's podcast. He's the new host of Locked on Baylor. He's going to be launching that shortly. I know, I know, it's not the people you want to hear from. But I wanted to break down this baseball series with him, Baylor and TCU. I'm going to try to also have some audio, either from Gary Patterson or Garrett Wallow, on Friday's episode as well. And we'll wrap up the week and look forward to next week. This has been Locked on Horn Frogs. Thank you for tuning in with me on this Thursday edition. I'll talk to you tomorrow.